Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dave Crenshaw Success Project. This is the show where I'm interviewing people and having discussions to help my children be more successful, but you get to come along for the ride no matter what your age. And this is a special episode. We do these every once in a while where I sit down with my kids and we talk about a principle of success. Today, we're going to talk about a couple of components of motivation, how to make sure that you are motivating yourself to move forward and achieve what you want. So we'll get into that in just a moment. But before we do, I'd like everybody to introduce everyone. Say hello. Hi. Hello. And introduce yourself. Let's go oldest to youngest. I'm Stratton. I'm 17. I'm no longer a senior in high school. That's right. You just graduated. graduated Good job. Good job. So yes. Fantastic. My name is Ella and I'm almost 14. Okay, that's true. You just like what Less next week? week? Next week? Yeah. Um, I am Darcy, and I'm ten years old. Fantastic! And it is right now. It's summertime, so everybody's home. Mom's losing her mind because there are too many people in the house <laughs> at once. Uh, okay, so uh, for the last few of these special episodes, we've been talking about the result formula that has Sam. Right, SAM. Do you remember what SAM stands for? Systems, accountability, and motivation. 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 <laughs> Systems, accountability, and motivation. Anything that you want to get in your life, anything that you want to achieve, can be achieved through the result formula. Systems plus accountability plus motivation. So we've talked about those, and if you're listening in for the first time, you can go back uh, and find the episodes where we talk about systems and accountability. And we talked about the first element of motivation, which is having a vision, right? But there are two more elements of motivation that I wanted to dive into today. We're going to cover them both. And those are your values and a cause, as in a charitable cause, something you support. So first of all, let's talk about values. Values are the principles that you believe in that guide the choices that you make every day. So I'll give you one example of one of my personal values. The first one is give first. And so when I go into any situation in in business or I'm meeting people, the approach that I have in my mind is not what can I get right? Because a lot of people come into a situation like that. They're going to a business meeting and they're thinking, how can I get a customer out of this, right? Mm -hmm. I go into those situations thinking, what can I give? How can I help someone? How can I serve someone? And I try as best I can to do that without thinking, this is going to come back at some point. This is going to pay off because I was a nice guy and I did something nice for someone. It's going to pay off. Now, I try not to think about it that way, but I will tell you that it always happens. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't, you know, it, nothing comes back. And that's fine because I still feel great because I help someone. But I would tell you that so many wonderful things have happened to me in my career because I've given first, done something for someone. And then later on, they come back and say, you know what? I remember that you did that. I'm so grateful you did that. So that's one of my values. I think it's not unusual for someone listening to this and you're thinking about it to go, I don't know. What is the value that I believe in? So what I would think about is let's imagine somebody or think about someone that you know and admire, someone who's not in the family, someone that you've read about, that you've learned about, could be a teacher or something like that. Who comes to mind when I bring that up? Who's someone that you admire? I have a friend. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what's one thing about that friend that you love? She's very easy to talk to. 
okay. about anything. Okay. So typically when we see something in someone else that we admire, that's something that we also want to have in ourselves. Why do you think that she's easy to talk to? What about her personality makes that happen? She's very kind. She looks out for people and she's a good listener. Okay. So there are a few values in there. Mm -hmm. Did you hear that? Right? Being kind, looking out for people. That's probably the same thing as being kind, right? Being a good listener, though, is another value, right? Do you listen to other people more than you speak? So let's just take one of those. Which of those are something that you want to have in your life? A good listener. Okay, good. So you could put that down as one of your values. Now, one of the things that I recommend is that when people first create their values, they also write a definition. So you say, be a good listener, but let's add a sentence to describe what that means. So you're great with words, Ella. You write a lot. I'm putting you on the spot. What does it mean to you to be a good listener? To be attentive, to face them, and to make eye contact, but also to not interrupt. Okay, great. So you could sit down, and as you're writing out your values, you put that down, and then you write a little bit about what you mean by that. And I think that's really helpful because it'll get it more clear in your mind and make it more concrete. And when you look back and refer to this, which is something you want to do, right? You want to write down your values, and every once in a while, I send myself an email reminder that lists my values, and I look at it, and I think about it, and I go, oh, am I, am I doing that? Am I being those things? And then that's one of the first ones you can do. All right, Darcy, let's put you on the spot here. Who is someone that you admire and respect? You want to be more like them. My teacher this year. Okay, great. So what's one thing about that teacher that you love and admire? She always looks on both sides of the problem. Mm, okay. Can you give me an example of that? Um, like sometimes, like in her class, people were arguing a lot. And instead of being like, well... I only trust this one person. She takes both sides and she's like different things. Like maybe they're arguing and they both have a different story. She's taking them both in and she's saying, well, maybe this and this are right. And so we can work it out together. That's great. Maybe I would suggest that she's fair. True. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Right? And you want to be someone who's fair. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. In the end, with your values, it's about the words that speak to you, mm-hmm. not what I think is a good idea, not what someone else. Because really, no one else is going to critique this. You're not going to submit this at school or, and ask for everyone's opinion. What really matters is if it moves you. So that's something you could sit down and you could write out. And you could do that. I, I suggest that you have somewhere in the neighborhood of three to seven values. We don't want to have too many values because it starts to become too much to keep straight in your head. So I like that little spot of three to seven where it's enough to give you different things to think about. Okay, Stratton, how about you? Who's someone that you admire and want to be more like? Personal trainer. Okay. Yeah, you've got a a guy who helps you a lot. He's very kind and very selfless. Okay. Like, you know, he's a personal trainer, so we, we pay him to help me learn how to work out better. But there are times when, you know, I can't make it. I'm having a sick day and he's like, you know, it's all right. Like, do you want to reschedule? And he'll make time out of his day to reschedule. And there are times when he's like, you know, it's on me because I'm not having a great day today. So don't worry about it. Like 
this workout isn't going to be as good. So it's on me or like he's been helping me. He has contacts. So he's helping me in my job search. Okay. So, so if you were to pick a word or a few words to summarize that, which one would you prefer? Selfless. Selfless. I like that. That's a great word. Yeah. So then if you were to summarize, not just what he's doing, you gave me some examples, but now let's talk about you. For you to be selfless in a sentence or two, what does that mean you're going to do in your life? Uh, to help other people when it's not always convenient for me or what I would like to do. I love it. Yeah. That's great. And of course, you can wordsmith that as well mm -hmm. and, and spend some time with it. And that's part of this process is you write out what you think are a bunch of values for you. And then maybe you look, if there are duplicates, maybe you combine them and come up with something that really is meaningful to you and then write a little definition of each. And then you can refer to back to that on a regular basis. And then maybe, uh, I don't know, once a year, have, a, have an appointment with yourself, a little meeting with yourself, and you sit down and you say, do I want to make any adjustments? The interesting thing about values as opposed to vision, right? We talked about vision, having this picture out in the future, describing what you want to be, do, and have, right? The ring a bell? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's going to change a lot in your life. They might change more when you're younger as you meet more people and you start to figure things out about life and you read more and you just decide who it is you want to be. But I would revisit it every once in a while and make adjustments. Okay. So the values are important because they determine how you make decisions. When you're confronted with a situation in your life and you don't know what to do, refer back to your values. Because we all have those moments in our life where we go, maybe you're looking at two or three good choices and you don't know which choice to make. So you can go back to your values and you can say, which one of these would be me being selfless? Which one of these would reflect me being fair with people? Which one of these would reflect me being a good listener? And I've found that when I refer back to my values, difficult decisions start to become really easy to make. All right, so let's move on to the cause. Now, have you heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs? No. Nope. Okay. I don't think I have. It's a cool thing to look up. It's really interesting. And, you know, as, a, as someone who's coached a lot of executives and I speak to people, there are models that crop up in, in the world where someone explains how people make decisions. Some of them are kind of made up. Some of them last work for a little bit and then stop working. I have found that this model works really well. So Stratton's looked this up. You, you pulled it up. Oh, what yeah. does it say? What's at the bottom of, of this triangle? Okay. The very bottom of the triangle is physiological needs. Okay. You guys know what that is? Darcy, you know what physiological means? I know what physical means. It's basically <laughs> the same thing. It's the needs of the body, right? Eat, Eat drink, sleep. So we need to take care of those first. True. Yeah. True. Okay. Yeah. Next, the what's the next step up? Uh, safety and security. Okay, that's pretty straightforward, right? Need need to make sure we feel safe and that nothing's going to threaten us. So home, home protection, that sort of thing. Okay. Next up, uh, love and belonging is above that. Okay. So we need to feel that in our lives. What's next? Uh, self esteem. All right. And what's what's next? Self actualization. Self-actualization is about giving something special to the world in a way that inspires you. It's about having something to offer in terms of your strengths and your gifts. 
And it's about being generous to others and feeling fulfilled because you're doing what you are meant to do. This is where having a cause is so important, that you're doing what you were meant to do. Now, here's why I start with this. A lot of times when we hear about motivation, most people focus on the first two things, physiological and the shelter protection aspect of it. Do we have a nice home? Are we well-fed? All of those things. Those do need to be taken care of. Everyone needs those things to be taken care of. And if you're not getting those things, that's where all your focus is going to be in your life. Makes sense, mm-hmm. right? The interesting thing is when it comes to motivating people, and I'm thinking in particular of like employees in a business, a lot of times what the business leader will do is they will focus 100% on money. And they will say, oh, you can make more money. If you do this, you'll make more money. And, and it's all about increasing that number. What I have found is that money motivates people to a certain degree. It does. Mm -hmm. And some people a little bit more than others. Some people want more money and they want more things and it pushes them. But then every person has a point at which money stops motivating them. It's not enough. And you have to have something else that motivates people. This is where the cause comes in. The cause is something selfless. There's that word again. Something that is not about you. It's about other people, and it's about how you, with the gifts that you have, can help other people. And one of the things that you want to do in your life is identify a cause that you believe in, that you want to support, that you will sacrifice your time and money to because it means so much to you. And when you have that cause, then that pushes you to be even more motivated and to achieve even more things. So I have a cause that I like to support. And I can talk about that in a second. But as I'm talking about this, does any cause come to your mind as I'm describing this? Something that you believe in and you're willing to put time and money. And a lot of the times it's formalized like an organization, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just something that you've picked up as a cause for yourself. What do you think? Anything come to mind as I'm talking about that? I know I went with a friend one time and it was like something about making a million meals for people who do not have that. Yes. It was a really cool experience. Yeah. Did you did you have a chance to participate with yeah, it? Yeah. We got about halfway before we had to leave, but it was super cool. Yeah, that sounds like that would be great. What did you do in particular at it? Like They had tables set up and we were in groups where we would fill bags and each one would have a different job for like making oatmeal and stuff like that. So we would seal the bags and put stuff in the bags. And then they would make a count and like go on and intercom. Like, we're at this many meals. Yeah, that's awesome. And how did you feel when you participated in that? It was really energizing. And I felt really happy doing it. Yeah. That's the interesting thing about a cause is it's never 100% selfless. And that's a good thing. Because when you do something for someone else or for another cause, it always comes back to you, right? You always feel man, that felt great to participate in that. And so you want to do more of it. That's how it should be, right? So I mentioned I have a cause. You guys know what my cause is, or at least what what I like to do sometimes? To help people. Yes, but where where have I gone? Oh, to the, the prisons? Yeah, exactly. So one of the organizations that I really like to support, and I've coached them, and I still donate money to them, and occasionally time, is Hustle 2.0. And Hustle 2.0 is a program that teaches men and women who are incarcerated a different way to approach their life. 
It teaches them how to move past the pain and the trauma that they've had in the past. And it also gives them skills so that when they exit the prison, they're going to find a rich and fulfilling life and they're going to find gainful employment. And that is super fulfilling for me to go into a place where uh, people are so hungry for knowledge. They're so hungry for change. Now, not everyone is like that, but the ones who choose to participate, they really want to make a difference in their life. They really want to be a better example for their family. They want to contribute to society. And so they're really working on it. To me, that is so fulfilling. And I want to keep giving money to the organization. I want to keep giving time because I can see the results from it. And it feels just so fantastic. So that's something that I try to, on a regular basis, look at and go, okay, how can I contribute to that? And the success that I experience in my business and my career helps me do more for them. So that's a huge motivator. Okay, so as I shared that and Ella shared that, did something come to mind about a a cause that you've heard about? Okay, Darcy. I've read the book by Orion Jean, like How to Be a Leader. Orion Jean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, who we introduced. And I learned about like the race to kindness and I thought that was really cool and like I actually want to do it like someday. Okay. Well, so you said an interesting word there, someday, right? How old was Orion when he started it? 10 years old. 10 years old. How old are you? (laughs) 10 years old. 10 years old. So why does someday not be today? Why can't we do that today? Mm, I don't know. Okay. Well, that's something for you to think about and figure out. Maybe that's something you could start doing now. Or maybe someone has already started doing it and you can be a part of it. I know one thing that you've done, Darcy, that's really cool, a cause. You've been in a service club, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just describe briefly what a service club is. Well, it's like a group of people who go around and they help other people by doing kind things or like making notes or maybe treats or stuff like that to like be kind to other people and to help them. Yeah. And you get together with your friends and you do that together, right? Mm -hmm. And I think an adult kind of supervises it, guides you, but you all choose and you all do the work for that. So that's another great cause that you could be a part of or help support or lead. Okay, Stratton, you're on the spot. What came to mind as we were talking about these? Like a year ago, do you guys remember when us and mom went and bought stuff for Ukrainian refugees? Okay. Went to the store. When we did that, I thought that was really cool, like giving these people an opportunity in another country or giving them relief in their country. Oh, Chris does the same thing. Oh, they do? Yeah, we're actually building kits. Oh, yeah. Kits. See, yeah, and I'd, I'd love I'd love to be able to do that more and even donate money to disaster relief for Ukraine. Yeah. So that's that. super cool. I, I think mm-hmm. that's a fantastic cause, and I think that's a, an area where people really need help, and they're through going through a lot of pain right now, and they're concerned that maybe we're not you know, still thinking about them because mm-hmm. it's been taking a long time. So I think that's a fantastic cause. So in, in all of your cases, I would ask you the question, okay, how can you act on that? What's something that you can do this week? Not like a month from now, not a year from now, but what can you do this week to help support a cause like that? Does anything come to mind when I say that? Well, there's the Just Serve app which we've used before, like kind of looking at things. And I got into National Junior Honor Society. Okay. And me and my friends have decided we're going to make a group. And we're going to, since we have to get 10 service hours per quarter, we're going to hang out and do service activities. So we can look at that app 
and then make activities from yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, gi- I'm giving you the, the thumbs up here. I think that's a fantastic thing. And especially, as we mentioned at the beginning, right? It's summer. School's off. You don't have the same amount of responsibilities. Stratton a little bit, uh, <laughs> Ooh, a little bit more. So you've got some some <laughs> things some as you're stuff, entering yeah. adulthood. But certainly you could still do something. Yeah, I and could. Ella and Darcy, you both have a ton of time, so you can use part of this summer vacation to support that cause. And I I guarantee you, from my experience and also coaching successful people, as you start to fulfill that cause, as you start to contribute it. Everything else you do, you'll do better in. You'll be more successful in it because you have that. It's like a reservoir of strength from serving others and giving back to others. And it will contribute to your happiness. It will contribute to the world. And it will also contribute to, I believe, in the long run, your financial success as well. When you give to others, it does come back to you. There's just something about contributing that always makes everything in your life better. And the more you give, the more it comes back to you. Uh, I had a mentor say that back in college. It might have even been Larry H. Miller, uh, who who owned the Utah Jazz and was so influential in the community. Uh, I was attending his entrepreneurship class, and I remember hearing him or someone else in that class say, uh, the more I give, the more it comes back. I can't give it away fast enough. That was the gist of it. Mm -hmm. And I've tried to test that hypothesis out in my life and my career. And so far, it seems to be accurate. All right. Well, uh, we covered a lot on the values and the cause. Any questions about either one of these that you want to discuss? Just like, why is that? Why does it give you all these benefits for giving away something in a way? You know, I can guess at some things. I don't fully understand the the mechanics of it. But I do know this, that when you are selfless and when you give to others, it changes who you are. It changes how you act and the way that you treat others, right? And I've had other situations like this, but there's the one moment that really stands out to me is when I went to Pelican Bay and visited the men there. And I was there for a couple of days And I remember coming back on the trip and I was seeing other people and interacting with people and the way that I treated them was very different than I normally do. You go to the store, you buy something, they say, have a nice day. And you say, yeah, you too, right? That's just part of the the rhythm of life. But at that case, like someone did it for me and they're like, have a great day. And I genuinely was like, yeah, you have a great day too. And it, it just kind of spilled out of me. And I think that when you are someone who gives to causes and your time, your money, your attention, other people will want to associate with you more. They feel that, that kindness inside of you. And people in the world right now are really hungry for that, aren't they? Yeah. There are a lot of people who feel alone. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of uncertainty. And so when they see someone who has the confidence to not be focused on themselves 100%, people want to be a part of that. And when people want to associate with you, good things are naturally going to happen. So I think that's the one that I can point at and say that for certain is one of the reasons why Mm -hmm. these things come back to you. There's also the skills side. So when you give to others, you're learning and growing. 
And then there's the part that I don't fully understand, which is when I give, it comes back. And the more I give, the more it comes back. And I've absolutely seen that to be true with others, friends, clients, family members, the more generous they are, the more they prosper. And that just seems to be true, even if I don't fully understand the process behind that. Cool. Other questions? I don't think so. All right. Well, with the end of this, we always ask, what's one thing you're going to do? I already asked you that question. So uh, I'm going to ask the audience, as you've been listening to this and you've heard about what we've said with the values and with the cause, I would encourage you to do something about it. Your success is determined more by your output than your input. We inputted some knowledge during this, this moment, but now what are you going to do about it? Perhaps you'll sit down and write out your values, or perhaps you'll consider what cause you're going to contribute to. Or if you're already part of a cause, perhaps you can consider what's one thing you can do this week to support them. And if you do that, if you take action on it, you'll find success faster than just sitting and listening to a podcast. All right. Thank you for listening. Everybody say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye, peoples. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Dave Crenshaw Success Project, hosted by my dad, Dave Crenshaw, and produced by Invaluable Incorporated. Sound editing was done by my brother, Stratton Crenshaw. Research and assistant production by Victoria Bidez. Voiceover by me, Darcy Crenshaw. And the music is by Ryan Brady via Pond 5 Licensing. Please subscribe to the Dave Crenshaw Success Project on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. And please don't forget to leave us a five-star review. See you next time.